Welcome to the Tangent Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Austin. I am your host, Jack. I don't think I've ever smoothly said that after you. No, you always screw it up. I always like feel really awkward when I say that. And I never understood why. I don't either. You always try and think of some I think I weird I, I try to think of something something witty. Yeah. I don't know. I try to be funny. You're I'm funny. No. Okay. I'm sorry, you're not. I'm Jack. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh it's good to be with you guys tonight. Uh back to our beverage beverage reviews here. Oh, we, odd beverage reviews. We got to go with the the not known ones, yep. you know. What are we drinking, Jack? We are drinking Zions. Zions. It actually says on the back it's pronounced Zions. It's spelled X Y I E N C E. So since it has an X, you know it's like highly technological and sophisticated drink. Yes, yes. It is vitamin fortified, actually. Yes, I'm excited because the can says it has great taste. It does say great taste. Great taste. And cans can't lie. So can't they cannot lie. <laughs> can well, this is the Fuji Apple of Zions just, Energy. This is what I'm most excited about. Is most things are just titled Apple. See, well, I wonder if they have other types of apple, like Pink Lady Apple, or Gala Apple, or Granny Smith Apple beverages. Mm. I did not see any others at the fine establishment where I purchased these, but maybe they have them. I don't know. But, I mean, Fuji apples, those are good apples. Yes, they are. As long as it's not a red delicious. Those are not Those are disgusting. They're terrible. Okay, well, this got zero calories and zero sugar. Uh, Let's crack this bad boy open. Okay. I do like apple-flavored stuff, so I'm kind of excited. Ooh, I like that. I I like that. That's really good. It It, tastes kind of like that holiday cider you buy. Yeah, it's it's just like apple cider, but... Like Martinelli cider? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. The one thing I noticed that's like blatantly different is it doesn't have... That weird aftertaste that a bunch of zero sugar drinks do. Yeah, At least I don't get it. Right. Yeah. No. That like um like what's this stuff called? That sugar substitute it tastes terrible. Like sucralose or yeah. aspartame. Yeah. Aspartame. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. It doesn't got that aspartame taste at yeah. the end, which is well, which is it's got a. Let's see. It's got. I don't. It does have sucralose in it, which I don't think is very good for you, but. How's it compared to sugar, though? I don't know. Huh. But yeah, it's I, I like that. It I tastes like, pretty, pretty I like good. It. I, I, I enjoy it. Out of um, 10, what do you give it? I give it a, an 8. Yeah, I'd give it an 8, too. I like that. Would recommend. I think I think the peach fizz is still better. Oh, dude, that one was that's so a, good. That's a straight 9. That was so good. I almost went and bought the uh, peach-flavored Mountain Dew today from KFC. Oh, yeah? We still need to go try that. We do. We it's, really do. It's good. Um... Yeah, Zion's Energy, pretty good stuff. Relatively new, because I've never seen it. Did you see, did they have any other flavors? They did. I don't remember what, they had like a wild cherry. Mm -hmm. They had a couple others, I don't remember what they were. Interesting. It's a good choice. choice. Yeah, seemed like a pretty standard flavor lineup, though. They had a blue one, and uh, I think it was a pink one, and then the cherry, which was red. I wonder what the pink one was. I don't know. Interesting. Well, it's a good drink today. We don't get to waste this one like we did with the birthday one. Oh my gosh. That was disgusting. Also, fair warning, don't buy Quake Energy. Those suck so bad. They are terrible. <laughs> they taste like straight up vitamins and it was disgusting. Don't do it. Quake Energy, stay away from it. 
Okay, well, moving on. (laughs) Uh, We're sticking with our American Urban Legends today, going on to the fine state of California. But before we get on to California, we got a little bit of space news from our friend Jack over here. We do, yes. Um, Not space per se, but uh, space. And it's news. It's news, all right. Where's my phone? (laughs) I have no idea. Oh, there it is. Okay. All right, so this is nuts. This is so nuts. Like, it's not like, I don't know, but it's just something you would not expect to happen. Okay, so this is from CNN, and it's posted all over the website, I mean, internet. So you can find it on any, pretty much any website. But, um, recently, the United States Navy, um, has acknowledged that, uh, past footage of UFOs like what people have seen and like saying, hey, these are UFOs and whatnot. Um, They have acknowledged them as real. Like these are real um, videos. Like they weren't, you know, made in an animation type type of thing. They're real photos. And they said, they and while the official said they don't know what the objects are, describing them as unidentified aerial phenomena so no longer mm. ufo we're going with ua at uap the uaps the uaps but that was uh joe gradisher who is a navy spokesperson uh so that's crazy wait so you said they said they don't know what they are they then, don't know like, what they are because i mean you could say unidentified could be an earthly craft that you just don't know what it is still but I don't know. It That's... just says officials stated that they don't know what the objects are and they're not indulging any hints either. Hmm. I'm not sure what that means exactly, but I mean, they posted the videos that they're referring to. You know, that thing shaped real weird. But like, people have seen these before. Like, they've been out on the internet for a while, I think, but people just kind of dismiss them as another. No, you got a picture there? Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you want to see it? Yeah, I do. Oh, wow. They even posted the videos, and that's a bit nuts, I, I think. I mean, this is the United States military confirming that these are real aircraft that they filmed, and they have no idea what they were. Uh, Keep that picture up for later. Okay. You, I, I will be using it as a comparison. Okay, I will. <clears throat> But, well, that's pretty cool. The Navy, I mean. So, I mean, it's no, by no means saying, it's no. this is no means the the government saying aliens are real. That's not what they, they're saying at all. But it's a step closer to, uh, I don't know, government honesty? Well, I mean, obviously aliens are real. We <laughs> know that for a fact. We do? Oh, 100%. How do we know that? We just know. Oh, I don't know. okay. I just know. I know aliens are real. I'm just waiting for him to come down and pick me up, dude. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you are basically one. The problem, though, is that they target these guys from the south or redneck areas. Rednecks. Cletus and George. Homeless rednecks is pretty much the only people that they... How come those are the only people they ever go for? (laughs) Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. 
I feel like they'd go for, like, the president, you know? Well, maybe because those people might not have any credibility and the aliens don't want to be found out. So they mm. t- pick up someone who's not going to have any credibility amongst his peers. I don't know. But, yeah, it seems unfair. They're just picking off rednecks from the south. Come and get me. I'm here. Ready to be probed? Yeah. No, not that. <laughs> Let's take a step back. <laughs> no. But, yeah. I would sh- I'm sure it freaked the crap out of me, but hey, I want to know if aliens are real. Fair enough. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, that's all I got. I mean, I don't, if you want to talk about that more, there's not much to it besides the fact that these mm-hmm. are military-received footage. Like, they're the ones that filmed it on drones and stuff. And oh. they're they're confirming this is real video, and we don't know what it is. Right, well, it seems like the first time the government's confirmed something like that that could be related to aliens mm-hmm. it seems like they're always trying to cover something up so to have them actually confirm something like that is pretty cool it's weird it's just not normal right right so there's that hmm. um cool well i've got a little bit of tech news here let's hear it it's a uh, it's computer news basically there are researchers at mit that are working on new types of computer processors making them so right now computer processors are made out of silicon Mm -hmm. so all of the transistors are usually made out of silicon because it's a pretty good semiconductor meaning it can both conduct electricity and act as an insulator and that's what causes uh the term like the semiconductors to be able to turn on and off which when they're off they're coded as zeros or when they're on they're coded as one so that's how computer code is okay um and so basically carbon nanotubes are so much smaller, like the size of like the thickness of like three atoms. Uh, so because they're so much smaller and they can still conduct electricity really well, they're able to like zip electricity through even faster, meaning that you can get up to potentially three times the processing speed and power, um, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Now, right now, the technology is still like pretty new sounds expensive too yeah i don't know i mean carbon nanotube technology in itself has been around for a while like i remember when i was like 12 and we had baseball bats that had carbon nanotubes in them like that Hmm. supposedly helped the bat flex and hit the ball better um so the the carbon nanotubes have been around for a while but using them in this way is relatively new the issues are that uh they can't shrink the nanotubes down enough and also when nanotubes are grouped together they tend to like stick together and so when they're stuck like that it basically causes a blockage in the circuit it doesn't allow electricity to flow through so right now they've made a processor with carbon nanotubes but they say it's basically equivalent to the same processors we had in the 80s so as of right now the technology is not performing at its peak but hopefully we'll get there and we can have three times the processing speed which would be cool. Does it talk about anything about like uh, uh, power efficiency? Yeah, on? it'll be three times more efficient as well. So like we'll get more power. I mean, more speed for less yep. electricity. Yeah. That'd be cool. And I think that's the big thing because with like 5G and gigabit coming out, you have more internet speed. But a lot of times if you have just a basic computer, you don't have the power to really do things at those speeds and take advantage of them but now you will so you can have instantaneous access to information like i think 5g is like one millisecond latency yeah it's crazy fast so you can have latency free gaming like completely latency free gaming which is gonna be really important 
with uh, cloud gaming coming up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm still worried about it. But that's a different story. Yeah, you could have somebody on, like, a Chromebook playing cloud cloud gaming and getting no latency. You know, like, it, it's going to be crazy. That's crazy. Um, but, yeah, I think, like you said, the biggest thing is the cut in energy because our society is so dependent on technology that that demand for technology is only going to increase. Well, my main my main reason was I got my energy bill today. Oh, and it was too high. It was far yeah. too high. So I'm like, I I wonder why. Yeah. Hmm. How many screens are in this room right now? Seven. <laughs> if you include phones. Yeah. It's too many screens. <laughs> this one's necessary though. That's true. That's true. They're all necessary. But yeah, that technology sounds pretty cool. Um I think it'll take a while to develop it to the point where it's where it'll take over silicon because that's the standard right now. Actually, I hear silicon's like pretty low supply. I don't know about that. Uh, maybe it wasn't silicon. I heard like last year I read an article that like that's the reason like why RAM prices were so high hmm. was because. But then there was CPU prices are going down. Right. I mean, so is RAM. So I don't know. It was probably a different. Metal. You're looking really quiet on there. Butter me up and call me a biscuit. Oh, I like biscuits. <laughs> biscuits are too dry. Dude, you're too dry. Okay, biscuits are delicious. No, just go with a roll. It's I'll, the same thing, but better. I'll make you biscuits sometime. You'll enjoy them. I'm I not promise. a big fan of biscuits. They're too Dude, dry, too You flaky. haven't had my biscuits. My biscuits aren't like, like McDonald's biscuits where they're dry and crumbly. No, not like that. These are delicious. Okay. I will make them for you, and you will enjoy them. All right. All right. All right. My grandpa it? skips biscuits. Yep. Does it come with gravy on top of them? No, we just use butter or jam. That's fine. Straight but, like that. But I do like things covered in gravy. Oh, shout out to Nate, though. Nate makes the best biscuits and gravy ever. Homemade, like, completely. Well, tell him, fly him out here so that we can eat them. Yeah, that sounds good. He makes them whenever we have, like, a family thing. Does Nate oh. listen? I don't think so. We should tell him to listen. Nate, you jerk. Listen. Nate. Anyway. I'll, I'll get him to listen. Okay. Um, okay. Well, that was my, my yeah, tech news. That's the news we got. Oh, also, if you're interested in the uh, i9, it's apparently on sale right now. It's not. I looked. You well, it's 475 is still relatively cheap compared to what it was before. It was like 520 right? I think that's just normal drop, though. Okay. After, Because I think they're already releasing the, their 10th gen. Because um, I saw a few laptops that had 10th gen. Really? Uh, uh, I7s in it. Hmm. I don't, I'm sure the I9's close. but Dang. Okay. So I'm guessing that's why it's just They're going to call it the I10? They better call it the I10. No, 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 no. It's I10. It's I9 10th gen. They should call it the I10. No, I don't like that. That's bad. Um, you going first or am I? Yeah, I can go first. Okay. So moving down to California. This one's... Uh, uh, really cool. It's not an urban legend. This actually happened. It's a completely true story from World War II. Ooh, the Battle of Los Angeles. I've heard of this. I know I've heard of it. What have you heard about it? I'm trying to remember. Oh, wait. Wait. Wait, wait, wait. Is this the one where... I I, I vaguely remember a story about um, some, some like soldiers being stationed there, and they saw something in the sky... So, like, the military commanders told them to open fire, so everyone was just shooting at the sky, or something like that. 
That's all I know. That's you have it. the gist of it. Okay, so this took place in 1942. Let's see. Well, first we have to start off actually um, a little bit before the Battle of Los Angeles, just like three days before. So there was Pearl Harbor back in 1941, December 7, 1941, and that was when the U.S. went to into World War II. So... Uh, February 1942, just a couple months later, the U.S. is on, like, super high alert. Everyone's super tense in the country. Um, like, it's a pretty big deal now that we're in World War II, obviously. So, um, especially the coastal regions, because at this time, there had been, after Pearl Harbor, there had been so many rumors of, like, Japanese subs, like, positioned off the U.S. coasts. Oh, really? I was and not so, aware of that. Yeah, towns like Juneau, Alaska had blackouts every night where they would shut off all the lights. Jeez. And uh, Seattle did the same thing. Like, San Francisco and Oakland did the same thing. They would have blackouts. People would have to go home, like, right from work and school. They couldn't go outside, like, complete blackouts just to try and, like... Right, hide a little yeah, bit. Yeah, hide. And so fear and tension was pretty high. And then on February 23rd, there was a, su- a Japanese sub that actually fired on an oil field, the Elwood oil field. Where's that at? It's, uh, is that in California? Yeah, it's like by Santa Barbara. Oh, okay, so northern. Yeah, ish. Yeah, ish. Like the Santa Barbara Channel. Um, and so they call this a Japanese tactical victory, but I think that's bullcrap because they fired like 12 shells from this sub. Okay. And it was at night, so there was like a skeleton crew at the oil field, and they all thought it was an internal explosion, so they were trying to figure out what was going on and then they looked out and saw the sub and they said it was they thought it was a destroyer because it was so big oh and wow. um so it fired like 12 shells it missed a ton of stuff it did like 500 dollars in damage total that's <laughs> <So> it <laughs> out of 12 shells so they sucked at aiming apparently yeah that's P- potato aim hardcore yeah um but yeah they did like 500 dollars in damage and so all these guys at the f- the oil field they're like calling the police and the military like never mobilized or anything on it they just like that's weird uh, like it just like passed and then nothing ever came of it um but it's declared a japanese tactical victory because they destroyed like a supply shed and caused 500 dollars worth of damage oh how dare they they, like hit a pier too but like apart from that they were trying to aim for like a big huge air air aircraft gas tank I guess there were two huge gas tanks there they were trying to take out, um, and those supplied all of the gas for the bases nearby and stuff. So that's what they were trying to do, but they totally missed. <laughs> so obviously this increases the tension and the fear even more right. in the area. And so then, so that was on February 23rd. Yeah, February 23rd. So then on February 24th, the night of February 24th, um, there was an incident, the Battle of Los Angeles. So this one is crazy to me because, so yeah, everyone's just paranoid and um, LA was having blackouts at this time after the bombing too. So they had started to do blackouts. So at this night, there were rumors of a Japanese sub um like they had received Navy intelligence of subs uh, up in Alaska and then down or down by San Francisco as well, but nothing down by LA. Like they hadn't received any intelligence yet. <clears throat> and so 
Um, they had had in LA because tension was so high, they had moved all these people into like the Walt Disney studios to protect the Walt Disney studios, I guess, because that was a big place. Those, those, that's what we need to be protecting. (laughs) Yeah. I guess, I guess there were some factories there that they had like seized for the war, I think. Sure. Sure. They they were just trying to keep Walt Disney's head on ice. Yep. Yeah. He's still cryogenically frozen in there, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. I heard of this conspiracy that Disney made the movie Frozen just because so many people were Google searching Walt Disney Frozen. Hmm. And so they finally just decided to make a movie about it. Like, just Walt Disney's Frozen, you know, the movie. But kind of funny. Yeah, so... Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> basically. So the U.S. at this time was just super high tense, um... So then the Navy, on the night of the 24th, the Navy issued more intelligence that attack could be expected within the next 10 hours. Um, And so someone reported, I think it was a civilian, reported like a large number of flares and blinking lights that were over this defense base. Okay. And so at 718, they called an alert, and that was lifted at 1023. But then on the morning of the 25th, uh, there was an air raid siren at like 2 in the morning that sounded out. And then they ordered a total blackout, and tons of air raid, like fighter pilots, were summoned, but they never took off. Um, and at three sixteen, the thirty seventh Coast Artillery just began shooting fifty cal rounds and twelve pound anti aircraft shells into the air at this thing that they thought they saw. These blinking lights and yeah, like kind of. Things. Well, that was that was the night before. This is just they had thought they saw a thing in the like a ship in the air, so they just started firing at it. So they're shooting. 50 cal and then 12 pound AA flak shells into the air. Jeez. And they shot, take a guess, how many shells do you think they shot? Just shells? Yeah, just shells. Like artillery shells. I don't know. 30? 50? Oh, oh, you are way off. They shot over 1,400 shells. Oh, you're kidding. No, no, I'm not even joking. Over 1,400 <laughs> shells would eventually be fired. And um, no, no pilots ever took off. They were all still grounded and what, everything. I'm assuming because they didn't want to hit them, right? Too. Right. But it, they were firing at one thing. One. One thing. One thing that they saw. Fourteen hundred rounds. Yep, fourteen hundred rounds. So that was for about an hour. So this started at three sixteen, and then at four fourteen, they gave the all clear, and the blackout was lifted at seven twenty one a.m. So yeah, fourteen hundred. Excuse me. Wow. <laughs> Over 1,400 shells were fired. Uh, tons of buildings and stuff in the area were damaged from like all the all right, shrapnel yeah. coming down and all the smoke and fire and everything. Um, it is, did cause a few fires around town. Also, people were driving during the blackout, so a bunch of people got injured as well. That was stupid of them. <clears throat> yeah, two people, I think two people died of heart attacks, and then three were killed in um, car crashes. There were five that died as an indirect result of the AA fire. <laughs> Um, and a bunch of vehicles and stuff were were killed. So basically, they come out and they say that originally they saw they say originally they saw an aircraft, and they say initially the target of the aerial barrage was thought to be an attacking force from Japan. But then a few days later, Navy Secretary Frank Knox came out and called it a false alarm. And I was like, oh yeah, we were just shooting at nothing. But then later, someone comes out and says they were shooting at a weather balloon that was launched at 1 a.m. in the morning. Okay, what kind of weather balloon from hell can withstand 1,400 artillery shells? 
I don't know. Or were they just that bad at aiming? Yeah, I don't know. But, okay, take a look at this picture and look at the one on your phone. So this picture is from a newspaper that was taken, like, it was in the newspaper the next day. Compare that to the picture of the Navy craft on your phone. They look exactly the same. Because you can see in that light, there's, like, a, a craft Is this a legit there. photo? Yeah, that's a legit photo. That was published in the newspaper. Don't they look the exact same? If I turn this one upside down? Yeah, they are the exact same shape. Yeah. It's like a saucer with like a little bump on it. Yeah, yeah. No, they're they're both like like the super generic UFO shape. Right. Like the it's like it's a saucer. It's a very thick saucer with like a dome on the top of it, or in this case on the bottom because I've got it flipped upside down. Yeah. But for real, like they're insanely similar, huh? These were what like a hundred years apart. A hundred? No, I was. No, not not quite that much. I'm just exaggerating. I think this video was taken in the early 2000s. Okay, so like 60 years apart? I was just throwing out numbers, okay? 60 is a lot different from 100, my friend. Okay, but, okay, so first thoughts. That picture's crazy because it looks exactly like the ones that you have. That ain't a weather balloon. No, it's not a weather balloon. Because first of all, even if they didn't hit the weather balloon... The shrapnel that was killing buildings and stuff and people down below would have hit the building. And yeah, they, there were people from the military that claimed they were hitting the object. Like, they saw the explosions. And you can see in the picture, there's, like, lights that There are like, flashes yeah, around. Yeah, there's flashes. Like, and, like shrapnel exploding. Yeah, and multiple witnesses, like civilians from L.A. who watched this go down, have claimed that they watched the shells, like, explode on the craft. That's insane. They have like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine spotlights on this yep. thing. Mm-hmm. There's definitely something there. Yeah, so obviously there's something there. I think. I mean, it's a pretty bad photo, obviously, but I don't know. It might be a cloud, but I don't think it's a cloud. No. No, I don't I don't think it's a cloud either. That's so That's pretty nuts. Right. So multiple witnesses corroborate it and say that they these shells were impacting on the thing. And first of all, like, I know tensions were high, but they were shooting at this thing for an hour, which means that if they were seeing it for an hour, it was stopped there or was like moving in the general vicinity. It wasn't going. Meaning like we don't have that kind of technology today to fly around like that unless it's a drone or a helicopter or a helicopter. But even today, our helicopters and drones would be shredded by 40s AA shells. Oh, yeah. 1400 AA shells from the 40s. Okay, so that's my first thought. If it was a plane from Japan, like they originally thought it was, shredded. Completely shredded. Also would not have been there for an hour straight. Nope. Wouldn't have been there for an hour straight. And it would be completely shredded. 100%. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no. Second, if it is a freaking weather balloon, (laughs) even more so. Like one shell. One shell would have taken that thing down. Yeah, it's down. Because what do they make weather balloons out of? Like latex, latex, or, or like maybe or like a fab, like, like a cotton poly fabric. I don't no know. Clue. I have no idea what they make them out of. But remember the Hindenburg A resistant. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, definitely not anti aircraft or fifty cal resistant. <laughs> uh, so and the thing is, what's kind of crazy to me is not crazy, but something of interesting note is the fact that. 
there were many. It wasn't just like one or two people firing at this thing. There were a lot of people firing at this thing. So yeah. clearly more than just one person saw this. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Also, they caught it on radar too. So it was caught on radar um a f- approaching a target sorry within a few miles of the coast and that's when they ordered the blackout oh they saw it on radar huh? yeah okay so it was off the coast coming in yes interesting so and it was supposedly moving. there was intelligence that said that uh there w- the sky was flooded with enemy planes what yeah so apparently flooded? they flooded with enemy planes but they never saw the planes either and so Let's see here. So yeah, there was there was an actual balloon launched that day at one AM but it was kind of north of where they were at and they Did said it shot down? No. They had the balloon later that day. Um but they say a lot of the confusion from this thing um came because the shells were bursting, like exploding Burst. on the craft and they were caught by the searchlights. Uh-huh. And, like, people were saying that it looked like there was just a huge war going on in the sky. They said that it looked like the sky erupted like a volcano because there was so much explosion and fire up there. Jeez. Like, yeah. Isn't that crazy? And so, yeah, there was uh, just a bunch of confusion with it. I can't believe they just came out the next day and said it was a false alarm. (laughs) Was that their final word? Was yeah. it's a false alarm? They well, never said anything so Frank that. Knox came out the morning of the 25th and and said that the raid was just a false alarm. He also admitted that the attacks were always possible and indicated that vital industries located along the coast should be moved inland so that they couldn't be bombed by subs anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the army kind of had a hard time making up their mind on like what they thought the raid was like if was it was it the army? Not. Was that the branch of the military that was attacking this thing? Yeah. Well, that was the army. Okay. So it was the army. Not the and Coast Guard, not the Navy, not the Marines. Blah, yeah. Blah. Okay. And they were coming out and saying, like, no, everyone's exaggerating all these claims of, like, a battle in the sky. No, you're launching mm-hmm. four, 1,400 shells up there. There's something happened. Like, yeah, you got nine spotlights targeted on this thing, and they're all blowing up, and people are dying by getting in <laughs> car crashes and having shrapnel fall on them. Like, that's not exaggerating. Like, no way. Something big happened. That's yeah. for dang sure. So, yeah, this is just crazy to me that they called it, like, a false alarm. Like, it was either a weather balloon or nothing. Like, you know, it was just crazy. Um, so, yeah, that's the Battle of Los Angeles. At the end of the war, the Japanese claimed they didn't send any planes over the area at the time of the alert. Oh, so after this is after the war. They're yes. like, I want us. But they said they did have some planes over Seattle at the time. And it says, A careful study of the evidence suggests that meteorological balloons known to have been released over Los Angeles may well have caused the initial alarm. But they moved too slowly to have been airplanes and they would have been completely destroyed. Right. Like, they would not have survived that. So that weather balloon launched at one. Clock, One a.m. Right? Yeah. So and when do, when was this? Like three sixteen is when the yeah. fire broke out. So two hours later, and it stopped about four or something. Yeah, I did read. I couldn't corroborate this, but I did read that they said that the wind patterns wouldn't have taken the weather balloon that way either. It would have taken it in a different way. I don't know what kind of technology they had on the weather balloon to be able to guide it at that point. But I'm not sure either. Yeah. 
but if it was just a balloon sent up there to fly around with the weather itself, then it wouldn't have gone down that way. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. To me, that picture looks like a typical craft. Go look it up. Just look up Battle of Los Angeles. The picture is just, it's a black picture with like six spotlight beams shooting up into the sky at one point. And then you just see little tiny flashes with like a craft in the middle of it. There's something there for sure. Yeah. I think. I I could be wrong, I guess. But I'm pretty sure something is there. Yeah. But pretty crazy story. Like, isn't that nuts? Yeah, that's, that's insane. I cannot believe that. And the fact, that's another one of these that you found that I have never heard of kind of thing. Actually, I had heard of it, but I didn't really know much about it. That, how did that go? Uninvestigated? Yeah. Because it is, I don't know, it is the military. And see, I couldn't find much about that either, about what kind of investigation went into it after. Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious. I'm like, how did nothing come up about this later? Like, you know, 20 years after, like... Well, obviously, if the military is saying false alarm, it was a weather balloon, they're not going to be releasing any investigation on that to the public, and like from what I would think, you know. Until, like, last week. Oh, with all the Navy stuff coming out? Yeah, with the Navy yeah. coming out and saying, we don't know what this was, which I'm pretty sure they had already commented on those videos before saying, oh, we, this isn't real, or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But I think the military can do whatever they have they want with no consequences. Probably. I think no they, disrespect. I respect them very much, yes. but I just think they're probably, probably keeping some stuff yeah. from us, which is fine. I might be for the greater good of, yeah. you know, uh, sanity of the nation. Yeah. I don't know. National security. Who knows? Yeah. We do. But Battle of Los Angeles, crazy nuts. story. That's Go nuts. check it out because it is an interesting one. It's a shame that like we didn't have the technology at the time to like if there were like videos or yeah. better pictures or I don't know anything like that. That would have made the story way more interesting. Yeah, we have like that one photo, and that's. I mean, there's photos of, like, the damaged cars and buildings and stuff. Right, but... I did see that when you handed me the yeah. the picture, but... Just uncanny to me how close that, like, quote-unquote craft looks like the one in the picture that you showed. Yeah, for real, that's interesting. Those are almost exactly the same. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, I don't know what kind of craft can take that kind of barrage from 1,400 shells. Oh, maybe we'll, we'll post so... these on our uh, socials. Yes, we will. For uh, sure this time, because we've been bad about that. We actually need to do well, that. Well, the problem is, I don't know if I post it immediately, or I post it as soon as we release the episode. Ah, so good I, point. And yeah. I, then I forget about it. Good point. Well, we'll try and figure that out. And I'm going to make you in charge of social media. Okay. Nice. Well, you got to let me know when you're uh, releasing the episodes then. Right now. are all done and ready to go. Right. right now? Okay. We're releasing this one uncut, unedited. Uh... I don't know, I burped a couple With times. With all the burps. <laughs> all the gas included. I, d- I did. Maybe, maybe that's like a Patreon thing we should do. If you want all the gas, <laughs> you gotta donate to our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, that's something people want to pay for. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, that's Battle of LA. Really interesting one. Oh, World absolutely. War II. That's crazy. I think that's initially what 
Oh, they also say that that's what caused the Japanese internment for Japanese Americans in, U- in the United States during World War Two. What do you mean? All the prison camps they had. Mm-hmm. That's what started the whole thing with really? that. Yep. Interesting. It was actually the bombing of the oil field that like got that going. The fear of Japanese in America. Uh, yeah, yep. that makes sense. I like Japan. I think Japan is neat. It's cool. I know nothing about their culture, but I think it's... One day I will go to Japan, and one day I will learn Japanese. Those are some goals in my life. I don't have very many goals. I probably like three or four, and that's two of them. Hmm. Nice. If you cared. All right, I see how it is. Don't care about my life goals. Rude. Rude. I want you to be able to live to see those goals, and that's what I worry about. Okay. I mean... I bought this a couple days ago. I would not be surprised if you told me about that today. <laughs> no, it was like... It was a couple days. It's fine. It's Jack's fine. got a big thing of M&M's here that he's gone through pretty quickly and aggressively. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Aggressively is a good word. <laughs> I'm too lazy to reach in, so I just, like, tilt it back. Yeah. You just drink the M&M's? I drink the M&M's. There are peanut butter M&M's, though, so I will give you Straight that. Straight cocaine, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who says peanut M&M's are the best are lying, and they deserve to not be allowed to vote. I'll, I'll back you on that one, actually. Peanut, peanut M&M's are the M&Ms. worst M&M's. Do you remember crispy M&M's? Uh, the pretzel ones? No, they were, like, filled with... Like, they were crispy on the inside. Like a... Like a Whopper? The same texture, but not the same taste. I think I remember those. I they think were I only delicious. had, like, one bag. They were delicious. The pretzel ones are good, too. Pretzel ones are fine. Yeah, they're they're pe- good. Peanut butters, though, are... The dark chocolate and the mint. Those are also... Dark chocolate sucks. I'm sorry. No, you suck. It is terrible. You suck. Bitter stuff in general is just terrible. Dark chocolate is amazing. Milk chocolate just tastes bad to me now. It just doesn't even taste like real chocolate anymore. Don't even start me on white chocolate. Dude, white chocolate's where it's at, man. White chocolate sucks. It's not even chocolate. Exactly. I don't really like even milk chocolate that much. I don't even like you that much, so... Eh. What was that? <laughs> White chocolate for the win. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a, a, a viewer vote. Mm, team White yeah. versus Team Dark. Yeah, we'll post a poll on this Instagram. Sounds... <laughs> Are you on Team White or Team Dark? This is sounding... We gotta put chocolate in there to make this not racist. Who's, t- White who's saying anything about race? White or Dark? Team White or Dark? You know, that's Why do you gotta take everything just... to a racial place? Dude, I don't. It's everyone else that takes it to a racial place. I'm just watching our butts. Thanks for doing that for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alright, we need to move on. Okay. What do you got? Well, here's the thing. There's a lot of weird crap going on in California. They shouldn't have legalized weed. But let's just, that's all. I'm just gonna leave it at that. But everyone has some sort of account. There's so many things going on in California. Like, the, uh, I have a, a, a list from a certain place that has, uh, you know, un- unsolved mysteries and stuff. And the last few states have been, I don't know, 20, maybe, average of how many there are. There was like 70 or maybe even 100 on this list. Mm-hmm. I think it's just crazy Californians, you know, they're at it again. Anyway, so 
what I decided to go with was one that encompasses many in, uh, in, you know, no uncertain terms. So what we're talking about, which we have kind of talked about a little bit already, is the Cecil Hotel. Yeah. The good old Cecil Hotel, (laughs) or or Hotel Cecil, I guess, is what it's technically called. Well, it's technically called uh, the Stay on Main now, because I don't think they wanted to be known as the Cecil Hotel anymore, because so many bad things happen. Now, the Cecil Hotel is, I don't don't know if I was like haunted, maybe cursed, maybe just attracts darkness. Yeah. So, uh, we talked about it in... um, our Elisa Lamb uh, episode, which... Good if, episode. If you haven't listened to that, go listen to that. It's like number three or four. Did we do that one before or after Diotlov? I don't remember, it but was, we did it, it after was, They were right Alabama next to each other. Alaska, so they're... It was either three, episode three or episode I'm pretty four. sure it's episode three. Yeah. Um, go check it out. It's, it's an insane story. It really is. And it happened at the Cecil Hotel. And... But the crazy thing is that's not even remotely close to the only thing weird that's happened. Side note. Are you raising your hand? Hotel. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, Austin. Uh, I didn't want to interrupt you, so I decided to uh, I guess polite. that's fair. I, I was I raised that. polite, Jack, okay? Um, Please proceed. Okay, thank you. Now I don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, so I remember why the Cecil Hotel is supposedly haunted. Okay. So... If you've heard of Aleister Crowley, oh, you did tell me about basically this. he was a British guy who was really into like black magic and the father of the occult and basically the father of modern Satanism. He stayed there in like the late 1890s, early 1900s, okay. and supposedly opened a portal to hell. What a jerk! Yeah. So. So it's his fault. You can blame saying. him. Okay, we're gonna blame him. <laughs> Freaking. Blame him, but that's why. Because what was his name again? Hell. Alistair Crowley. I don't like him. Yeah, I don't either. Every time I get creeped out with that kind of stuff, like black magic and like Satanism, yeah, that, that stuff creeps the crap out of me. So oh, I absolutely. haven't looked into him that much personally, but mm, I don't know anything on him. Yeah, I know that he was very ritualistic and into all that kind of worshiping Satan and stuff. So good. Yeah, good. Um, so there's probably maybe the reason why. But some of the things that happened, um, there's just so many things. A mother threw her newborn child out the, off of, out of the window. Mm. That's, That's kind of nuts. Uh, a man walking by was killed by someone who committed suicide by jumping. Oh, I remember Landed that. on they him. They both died, right? Yeah, they both died. Like, hardcore. Dude, imagine just walking down the street and you get hit by a man. Falling. Yeah. At like, I don't know what the terminal velocity of a human is, but... Well, everything is nine... Terminal velocity of everything is 9.86 meters per second. That's just... No, that's, that's the act of gravity. Yeah. Terminal velocity every, is the speed at which they're falling, which is dependent upon your weight. Well, no, everything falls at the same speed. Don't you remember if you drop a... If you drop like a bowling ball and a pencil they'll hit the ground at the same time i do not think that's true yeah because things can only fall so fast because of like air resistance and stuff i think because you're of science i'm science i'm gonna prove you wrong okay prove me wrong dude it's been a long time since i took a physics class 
10th grade, Mrs. Salisbury. Okay. At the surface of the Earth, an object in freefall in a vacuum will a accelerate vac- at approximately 9.8 meters per second. So, yes, that is that is what gravity pulls at, but there is, you know, different forces in play. Terminal velocity, the constant speed that a freely falling object eventually reaches when the resistance of the medium through which it is falling prevents further acceleration. Terminal velocity is about 200 kilometers per Per hour. What's that in real measurement? Come on. 120 miles per hour. Yeah, yeah. 122 miles per hour. Um, do things fall at the same speed? I'm looking this up. Objects that are said to be undergoing free fall are not encountering a significant amount of force. Significant force varies since they are falling under the sole influence of gravity. Under such conditions, all objects will fall with the same rate of acceleration regardless of their mass. Remember the experiment where some guy dropped like a bowling ball on a feather? And, but air resistance works differently. And I don't care. It's fine. You're right. Whatever. But I'm, but I am looking up uh, how fast you're going when you skydive, because mm-hmm. that's probably pretty close representation to suicide by jumping. Anyway, they say if you're in a uh, what's called belly to earth position, which is you know the free falling position, it's about where your belly's to earth. Actually, no, the other one. Yes. Okay. Thanks. Uh, they say it's about 120 miles per hour. But if you're in the head down position, you can hit up to 180 miles per hour. Yeah, that's humming, dude. That, yeah. So I guess depending on what position you are. Jeez. Further minimization by drag of drag by streamlining the body allows for speeds in the vicinity of 300 miles per hour. Wow. That's fast. Yeah. So, regardless, you're going at least a hundo. Maybe. I don't know how many floors it takes to get to that speed. Three? Four? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Imagine how flat fast your gums would be flapping going down <laughs> 300 miles an hour. <laughs> I just think of the videos of dogs sticking their heads out of windows of cars on the freeway. and. <laughs> You're such a weirdo. Um, yeah. Anyone who knows anything about physics. Well, you can be our, our... Ow, gosh. Yeah, right there. My elbow. Uh, you can be our physics consultant. Yep. We also are still looking for a law consultant. Yep. And I think we're looking Social for... Social media and a law intern. Social media yes. intern, law intern, and now physics intern. Yes. None of which are paid. Just in snacks. In snacks. And good company. Yes. Occasionally, we'll let you come on the podcast. We'll even let you play some games with us. Yeah. Play some Siege with us. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let us know if you know anything about physics. Ah, uh, back to the Cecil back Hotel. To, sorry. sorry. Yeah, that took way too long of a detour. Moving on with the Cecil Hotel. Okay. And uh, remember, one of the crazy things that happened, we already talked about, so I'm not going to talk about too much, which is the death of Elisa Lamb. Which is, in itself, insane. Crazy. Crazy story. So that happened there. Um, other notable things that have happened was uh, the Night Stalker. Uh, do you remember his real name? Richard Ramirez? Yes, Richard Ramirez. Thank you. He stayed there. I'm not sure if that's any, you know, real, like, anything. I'm not sure if he did anything while he was there, but so did... Um, the other guy, I forgot his name. Oh, again. Jack Unta Vega. Unta Vegas. Yes. Well, I want to say that 
they both stayed there while they were like in the midst of their killing sprees. And that's not confirmed by any means, but that is, yes. Uh, like the theory. Right. Um, another very notable one is uh, the Black Dal- Dalia, da- Dahlia. Dal- Dahlia? I can't even know why. I don't know much about that one. Black Dahlia. So I don't know much either. I just read a little quick summary on it, which is one of the most famous, apparently. I've heard about it a lot, but I've never heard what it is. So what happened is this main story, the you know, too long didn't read, is what happened was a a woman and her child, I can't remember if son or daughter, doesn't matter, were walking along the road or the sidewalk next to the hotel. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's next hotel. Near the hotel, somewhere in the vicinity of Los Angeles, I believe. Apparently, she had stayed at the hotel prior to this event, but they found, they saw her laying near the sidewalk, and they say that she was positioned in a way that when they first saw her, everyone thought she was a mannequin. So, Mm. I don't know what position you'd be in while dead. Because you obviously can't, you know, like, you know, have the arms be doing something because they'd just be flopping at the side. Well, did they think she was a mannequin because she had no appendages or? <laughs> well, she still had her appendages. Did she not? I don't know. Didn't you say? Oh, I know she was sawed in half. Okay. At the waist. Okay. She was straight up in two pieces, but they were like pushed together. Hmm. So it didn't look like it off first glance, you know? But yeah, she was straight up sawed in half. Weird. At the waist and clearly dead. And when crime scene investigators came and, you know, did their thing, they said, quote, not a drop of blood was seen on the crime or at the scene of the crime. I thought was that was seen weird. On the crime scene? Yes. Okay. At the scene of the crime, and there scene. was no blood that was seen at the scene. Yes. Thank you, narration. Give me the crazy eyes right now. I'm not a fan of that. Proceed. Anyway, that's weird. That, you know, a sawed off in half body didn't, you know, leave any blood. Did they say if it was like crudely sawn in half or if it was. No, they like said precision, it was like. It was precision. Like surgical yeah. precision. Oh, yeah. Like it was good. Dude, you know, that. Uh, there are lots of. You've heard of like cattle mutilation and stuff, right? No. There's tons of, like, over 10,000 cattle in the past, like, 40 years, 50 years have been found completely dead, completely drained of, like, every drop of blood, and organs and stuff taken out with, like, surgical precision. Interesting. Like, complete, 100% surgical, they say it looks like, like, laser precision. That's interesting. Yeah. So that kind of sounds like this, where there's no blood and, like, surgical precision. But... I mean, I guess what they came to the conclusion was that this per- that she was killed somewhere else and then taken there, which was yeah. a weird place to take someone after so, you saw so them. So she was half. found right outside the Cecil. You said no, no. It was it was it was in Los Angeles, I think. Okay, um, so somewhere, but somewhere it was in not the at the Cecil Hotel. Okay. But the reason it comes up is people say she stayed at the Cecil Hotel like the night before or something like that. Hmm. So they say, oh, it's that's why she got killed is because she stayed there, kind of thing. Yeah. But you saw someone in half and you drain their blood and you go and take them to the side of a road on a sidewalk and then put them together and apparently make them position them like they were posed 
she was posed, is what they said. Posed like a mannequin. I don't know what that means. Clearly, there were no pictures, obviously. Well, here's the thing. Have you seen modern-day mannequins in, like, fashion stores? Yeah. Their arms are in the weirdest positions. They are a little weird. Like, no woman would naturally make that pose ever, you know? They always have them, like, putting their arms in weird spots and doing weird things. Maybe not your women, but... (laughs) Anyway, that's that's one of the very most notable... um, events of the Cecil Hotel. Let's see. Let me get some numbers just so I... Uh, at least six suicides. Uh, few residents ingested poison. Others shot themselves. Some people slit their wrists and their throats. Uh, there were a few that jumped out of bedroom windows. Uh, and this opened up in 27? 37? <coughs> Had a seven. 27, 1927 is okay. when this started. And, like, it, it started from the beginning. Is there a total, like, death count? Not officially. I want to say when we did Elisa Lamb, I want to say it was, like, 60-something. Maybe that was just suicides, though. Maybe. Because isn't it famous for, like, people committing suicide? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. It says <clears throat> at least 16 different murders, suicides, and unexplained paranormal events have taken place in the hotel. Only 16. Hmm. But still, compared to any other building in the United States, that's a lot. Especially for the kinds of things that are happening here. They all seem like kind of similar. Well, like, like grisly murders. Yeah, grotesque. Like, in comparison, these are nuts. Let me find... Anyway, needless to say, they spent a million dollars redesigning the hotel. And renaming it and whatnot. I don't know if anything has happened since then. You know what we should do? No. Next year, we should go to Alien Con in L.A. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And stay there. I don't know about that part. We could play the elevator game. Oh, come on. Don't be like that. (laughs) Ugh. I wonder how, how good of business they get now, though. Like, if the reputation has followed it through their remodel and everything. Maybe. I bet it stays pretty good. If they're able to invest a million bucks into it, they're probably... Yeah. I don't know. But I wonder if people... Because I would assume that locals know more about it than, like, people from out of town. Probably. So I wonder how much the, like, the urban legend has influenced their business now that they've remodeled it. That'd be interesting to see. But... Sounds like a crazy place. So you want to hear... I'm I'm just going through the stories, you know? Mm -hmm. So this one's nuts. I, I I don't know if this is just pure stupidity or, you know, something's actually going on, but let's check this out. In September of 1944, 19-year-old Dorothy Jean Purcell woke up in the middle of the night with stomach pains while staying at the Cecil with Ben Levine, who was 38. 38 and 19. First of all, big age gap. What That's, year was that? This is in 44. Different time, we can't judge him, but still. No, I'm going to judge him. I'm going to judge him. (laughs) She went to the bathroom as to not disturb um, him while he was sleeping. And to her complete shock, she gave birth to a baby boy. What the heck, dude? How do you not know? She, quote, had no idea she had been pregnant. Wow. Dude, how do you not know? She then uh, proceeded... Oh, thinking, I'm not sure if this is, again, pure stupidity or something, but, quote, thinking her newborn was dead, she threw the baby out of the window 
Why? Even if it is dead, why? Oh, it's dead. Oh, well. Whoosh. <laughs> or as the kids say, yeet. yeet. <laughs> My gosh. That is, that's so sad. That is so sad. Yeah. At her trial, she was found not guilty of murder by, re- by reason of insanity. Dude, how does everyone get off for reason of insanity? If you're insane, it doesn't matter what you did is very wrong. Right. Where's my science? There it is. Science? That's that's a sad one. Was but that one of like the first? It was, it was yeah, one, near the beginning of this, yeah. Um, she was admitted to a hospital for psychiatric <clears throat> treatment, clearly. Anyway. Yeah, she's, I mean, she might be insane. If she didn't know she's pregnant. She just woke up in the middle of the night. Ah, my stomach hurts. Oh, I'm giving birth. Here's a baby. Here's the thing. There are a lot of signs that you can tell if you're pregnant or not. <laughs> There's a pretty there, obvious There are more too. than one or two, yes. Especially, right. like, a female, she would know. Yes. There are certain things that won't happen. You would know. There are certain things that will happen, too. <laughs> you get really big belly. <laughs> Maybe she just thought she was getting fat. Maybe. Maybe her boyfriend did, too. I don't know. <laughs> but he can't stupid. say anything, you know. You're getting a little chunky. <laughs> but, yeah. Having gone through one pregnancy with my wife, you would know for sure <laughs> if you're pregnant. Like Other people will know as well. Yeah. There's no mistaking it. I don't know, man. All right, next story. Some people's kids. In 1962, so almost 20 years later after that, 65-year-old George Gianni was walking by the Cecil with his hands in his pockets when he was struck to death by a falling woman, Pauline Otten. She was 27. She jumped from the ninth floor after an argument with her estranged husband. Her fall killed both instantly. So... Not only is it terrible she killed herself by jumping up the ninth floor, by happy, not happy, by very, very sad coincidence, she happened to land on this 65-year-old man and killing both instantly. That's insane. Yeah. She had to have, because I would imagine, well, I mean, falling from that high would probably kill you, but (laughs) never never mind. Probably. I was thinking, like, I don't know if that would kill you or not, but now thinking through it again, it would probably kill you. I think you. the third floor would probably kill you, yeah. let alone the ninth. Well, my thought is that it would probably break your neck if they're landing on you. Oh, yeah. Break your neck and crush your spine if they're coming down on, right on top of your head. Just blunt force trauma to the yeah, head and kill alone. Your, Going your at, too. like we said, at least 100 miles an hour. Yeah. I wonder if she like, saw him on the way down, like, oh, no. This was a bad choice. <laughs> we shouldn't be joking about. That. I wonder if she tried to warn him at all. Like, <laughs> well, no, I really do, because you know, that's the thing is, I wonder people who commit suicide that way. I wonder if on the way down they regret it. You know, obviously we never really find right. out. No, I'm sure they do. I'm sure a lot do go like. I did not want to do this. This is not what I wanted. Right. But at that point, really, there's nothing it's too you can late. Do. So, I mean, I wonder if she, yeah, did try to warn him at all or anything. Suicide's a big problem. If you need, don't don't do it. If you need help, get help. Yep. There's lots of people out there that 
care about you and are willing to support you. We are some of them. If we you are. Ever just need to talk. If you need to talk, we're here. You got two friendly hosts here that want to go ahead and hit out. us up in the DMs. Yep. Actually, my Instagram app is completely broken. So first of all, Austin you should go to, to an you. expert, like a suicide hotline oh, yeah, or no, a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> but if you just want to talk, we're here for you. It'll be Austin because my Instagram won't open. I don't know why. Hmm. I've uninstalled it, reinstalled it like six times. Weird. I've updated it. It, it, I've joined the beta even for their you know beta updates. Nothing. Hmm. So yeah, that's these are gonna be our social media man. Moving on. Oof. What else is there? <laughs> this is funny. It's this is just uh, the same incident um, about the two. Police initially thought the two had committed suicide together. So they, they when they came to the scene they thought uh that they both jumped together mm-hmm. kind of thing. But they they figured it out based on something you would not you not think. Something like might surprise you. Uh Gianni was still wearing his shoes. You're like Oh, because the impact would probably blast your they shoes. They say off, first right? the mid flight it they would have come off and also hitting the ground would have they would have flown off kind of yeah. thing. So apparently the shoes is how they tell. Interesting. Very interesting. But yes, and then it, we also talked earlier about how Richard Ramirez and Jack Unteweger, both notorious serial killers, uh, had stayed there before and are maybe believed to have done some of their business there. By business, I mean murder. Not the other business. I mean, I'm sure they did that too, but. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Richard Ramirez, uh, better known as the Night Stalker, murdered 13 of people. He lived on the top. He lived. It says he lived. It doesn't say he stayed. That's a common thing I came across too, is that people tended to stay there for extended periods of time. He lived in a room on the top floor of the hotel during one of his horrific killing sprees. After killing someone, he would throw the, his bloody clothes into a dumpster on the ho- in the hotel lobby. Um, and what's funny is he would do it completely naked. He would just take off all of his clothes because they had blood on him, walk down and throw him away and he said quote none of which would have raised an eyebrow hmm. apparently nobody even cared since pretty... the Cecil in the 1980s was totally unmitigated chaos pretty progressive place yeah. so maybe people were just naked and free all the time there I don't know in 1991 Austrian killer Jack Unterweger who strangled prostitutes with their own bras I did not know that part. Also called the hotel home. Rumor has it that he chose the hotel because of its connection to Ramirez. So it's possible that the the following it carries is only making it worse kind of thing. He's like, oh, this serial killer stayed here. I want to be a serial killer and stay there too. Yeah. You know, it's kind of the, the whole Batman Joker have you heard that argument? The nope. Bat- Batman Joker argument is staying. Um, yes, Batman's good and he stops the Joker. But would the Joker have existed in the first place if Batman never came to be? So people use that in other 
scenarios. Hmm. Like, yeah, you're a good person, but maybe someone's just trying to challenge you for being a good person, and that brings bad. Interesting. So it's it's kind of the argument of good brings bad eventually. Whereas, you know, there's a saying, if there's evil, good will rise up to stop it. It goes both ways. If there's good, evil, evil will rise, rise to challenge it. Hmm. So that's something interesting. Um, moving on. We talked about Elisa Lamb in another episode, so I'm not going to go into that one too deeply in here. Uh, just to give you a little sneak peek, if you haven't listened to that episode, people were in <clears throat> the Cecil Hotel were bl- complaining that their water was black and tasted terrible. Ugh, that still gets me, dude. And they went up to the hotel water tank and found a deceased female, Elisa Lamb, inside the water tank. And that's her decomposing body that they were drinking. Oh, that makes me want to puke, man. That's not even close to all the details, though. So if you want to hear even more craziness about that, go check out that episode. That is probably my favorite like subject we've covered so far. It that's was, a really good one. It was awesome. Well, it's not awesome. awesome. It's not awesome. It's interesting. It's crazy. It's crazy and it's creepy. I feel bad saying it's like my favorite because <laughs> it's a sad one. It's terrible. It really is. It's one of the most interesting ones I think we've done. And so it far. still hasn't been um, well officially solved. They it actually, it a suicide. It's been officially ruled as a suicide, but bull. That's a bunch crap. of bull. Go listen to it. You'll know why. Yep. But, I mean, there's a few others. There's nothing. Those are the most notable. Everything else is a normal suicide. Just your everyday run-of-the-mill suicide? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Apparently the last time that anyone was killed there was in 2015. So relatively recently. Though. Yeah, it's four years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure when the redesign happened. 2011. So it was after the redesign. Okay. But uh, it was a man who reportedly committed suicide. And it doesn't say how, but ghost stories and rumors, blah, 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 you know. Hmm. But, what makes me think, is it a place that... People go because they know that people have committed suicide there and they, they like, want to go there and do that. Like, if they're already contemplating it, they go there because it's the place that people commit suicide. Or is it a place that just has, you know, this bad aura because the portal's open to hell and so many people have died there. That when you're there, it makes you want to commit suicide. You know, like, you start getting feelings while you're there. Maybe we shouldn't stay there. (laughs) How depressed you feel. I like to live. <laughs> I, I enjoy life. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting topic. I mean, again, we we don't like to talk and say things are true or aren't. We don't we don't usually go that far into these kind of discussions because we don't want to, you know, take sides. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. We're not going to say portals to hell aren't possible, and we're not going to say that's definitely what we believe, but. I do think there's a bad aura going on in there. I do too. With that many negative things, I I think something you have to have something negative there. Oh like, yeah. And even if it wasn't started with a portal to hell, the first person that died there, like that leaves something, you know. 
Yeah, I don't know. Just leave something dark. Just a dreary place, I feel like. I think I I think places can hold a dreary feeling. I yeah. think that's definitely a possibility. Well, remember on the last episode we talked about um the place that you talked about in Arkansas with uh, all the, the doctor that murdered all the people, the cancer doctor. Oh, right, right. And we talked kind of about how people will like smell smells or see things. Oh, like, right. How things can kind of get imprinted into the time, like into the place and like, time. Into the kind place, of, I don't know. yeah, like imprinted into the dimensional fabric. I guess you could call it. Blast and they like time. stay there, you know. So I don't know how that all works, but it's possible that when something bad happens, you know, something. I'm not going to rule it out. Something stays behind and just causes a bad juju magumbo. No, no bad juju magumbo. Yep. It's bad. Yeah, that's that's sad. But interesting stories from absolutely, that place. yeah, really um, sad. I mean, it's probably fine to go there now. Maybe to stay on. We should read the Google reviews. <laughs> see what they're like. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Well, if we're ever in LA, we'll we'll at least pass by it. Is that where Alien Con is in LA? There's one in LA. There's one in Texas, and this year they had one in LA, Texas, and I think Baltimore. Sounds so, like we're taking a road trip. Sounds like LA would be the highest profile one, though. Oh, absolutely. So let's do it next year alien con 2020 yelp has a two two star review on this hotel mm, it's not good google has a three star hotel or a three star review it's only a two star hotel how dare they i hope there's a guy that's like i came here to stay and i died <laughs> it sucks oh oh i don't know if this is a joke but one of the reviews is the area around the sink was pretty dirty and the water tasted bad oh that uh dude i could never go there and drink the water no. after knowing what happened in that water tank nope i would assume they replaced it <clears throat> they, you could scrub it you could replace it i don't care those pipes those pipes yep there's no way i would ever drink the water there ever not ever not ever go listen to lisa lamb you'll never drink the water there either yeah maybe I don't want to stay there anymore. <laughs> oh, weird. This review is, do not visit this hotel. They can change their name and try to leave it in the past, but what happened within those walls cannot be changed. Elisa Lamb will be remembered. Oh, dude, that story is just creepy. It's, it gets me, dude. That story gives me the, the heebie-jeebies. Absolutely. Anything else big on the Cecil, or is that pretty uh, that, much it? That's all the the big, very notable stuff. So I'm not going to go into the, you know, the regular everyday stuff. Yeah. I, needless to say, some people just jumped. Some people sat in the bathtub and slit their own throat. Hmm. But that's the whole story. Not, not much more there. You know, several gunshots to the head. Several gunshots to other people's heads. Yeah. But something interesting is the there's a butcher, not a butcher, but like a, a murderer by, you know, it goes by the butcher of, I can't remember where it is, it's somewhere in Ohio, I believe, Cleveland area. 
I want to say. Butcher of. <laughs> Um, it up. But people, some people theorize that he's the one that killed uh, the Black Dahlia, and he came over there, and that's when he did it. Because that's it. he did. That's how he killed many of his people, just by sawing them in half, kind of thing. The Butcher of Plainfield is that the one? No, maybe. Hmm. That doesn't sound familiar. The Butcher of Cleveland, Ohio. No. Cleveland torso murderer. I don't think that was it either. Well, the torso murderer, maybe he uh, cuts people in half. Maybe. Let's see. I could probably find it in my search history here. Butcher of Kingsbury Run. Hmm. Dude, the butcher. That's just like a creepy Also word. known as the Cleveland Torso Murderer. Yeah. My bad. The Butcher of Kingsbury Run. Oh, don't look up Google images of that. That's not fun. <laughs> you got me curious now. Wow. I don't think I could ever do any job that had to deal with dead bodies. Because I am the biggest wuss ever. Oh my gosh, that is... Um, yes, I did read that his most popular way of killing was beheading them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I found that out by looking at the Google images. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. These are pictures we will not post. Why are you still looking? Because they like... Like this one's They preserved the head. Okay, don't... Don't... Don't keep looking. <laughs> I don't know why they did that. Well, should we get wrapping this one up? Uh, you got anything else or is that everything? That was everything for do me. We not, do we want to do a random encounter? Oh, yeah. We forgot to do our random encounter you do at that? the beginning. Let's do it. We'll do it at the end. Yeah, do you want me to do it, or you want to do it? I don't care. I had a couple lined up. You do? Um, yeah, I found a couple before the show. I didn't really read through them, because obviously we want to do them live. But right. let me... Um, no, let me find this, let me this, find this a, one. Was, uh, this one was an alien encounter. Ooh. Going back to classic, classic alien encounters. Let's see. Let me find the one. Okay, so this one is... That was good. This one is, I quoting now, from uh, Anonymous. Okay. It says, I woke up with a start and heard the most unsettling, rhythmic, pulsating, vibrating noise. I've never heard this noise before, not in real life or in the movies. I remember feeling alarmed, then out of nowhere, this soothing calmness washed over me and I fell back to sleep. Which I've found that... I've heard that with a lot of alien attacks, where people will feel afraid, but then they feel like this almost hypnotic calmness to where they're super calm to the point where they don't feel fear anymore, but they like the aliens are basically controlling them and they're just calm to the point where they just roll with whatever is going on. Weird. And they don't, I don't like that. Don't like, they don't have any fear or any objection to what's going on. So he felt the soothing calmness washed over me and I fell back to sleep. Two months before this, I had sleep paralysis, scary, where I was sucked out of my body through the walls of my home backwards oh my into the night sky. Wow. The stars looked like they would would earl. What? What? Oh, maybe that's in real life. The stars looked like they would in real life if I was actually doing this in reality. The same evening I... That doesn't make sense. The same <laughs> evening I also had an SP of being on a floating table with What's four... What's an SP? I don't know. 
an SP of being on a floating table with four. If you know, you know who you are that wrote this, please clarify an SP of being on a table floating table with four beings guiding me through walls out of my home. I know it was just SP. Oh, sleep paralysis. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I know it was just sleep paralysis, but dang, it was freaky. Also, after hearing that noise, I was on my porch at 2 a.m. smoking. I have leaves covering my lawn, so I begin hearing something bipedal walking across my yard. Its gait was a very graceful slide. It didn't really disturb the leaves or plow through them. I think it had long legs. Anyway, I was observing the... I was observing and making sure it wasn't wind or squirrels when the hairs in the back of my neck stood up. I suddenly felt like prey. I yeeted the cig and booked it inside. Yeeted, yeeted the cig? The and cig? It inside. Yeah. Okay, question, question. Before mm-hmm. we move on. Oh, that's the end of it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So they said, felt calm, fell back asleep. Yes. But then they said this happened at 2 a.m. when I was smoking on my porch. Well, so, no, that was that was one encounter when he... Oh, so these were different. Yeah. So the first one, he heard the vibrating noise, noise he'd never heard before. He felt scared and alarmed, but then he felt the soothing calmness and fell back asleep. Two months before that happened, he had a sleep paralysis where he was sucked out of his body through the walls of his home <laughs> and into the night sky, and the stars looked normal. Why is that of note? I don't know. Hmm. Um, and then that same evening he had a sleep paralysis of being on a floating table with four beings guiding him through the walls of his home. So him or her, I don't know if it's a he or she. And he said he knows it was sleep paralysis, but it, it was freaky. And then after hearing that noise, he was on his porch at 2am. So this was back two months later to the night where he heard the noise and then fell asleep. And then he was on his porch at 2am. At least that's what it sounds like in the writing. The writing was kind of weird. The the yeah, that's interesting. And there was a bipedal creature kind of sliding across his but yard, not rustling the leaves. No, he said a, uh, he heard something coming. It was a very graceful slide, and it didn't really disturb the leaves or plow through them. Interesting. Hmm. But that's it. Nothing happened after that. Yeah, that was just some. But they claim it to be aliens. Encounters. Well, they. They don't really say they know what it was. They say... In my mind, if I were to hear that, I would think, you know, a ghost before alien. Well, if you're being floated out of your house on a floating table... But that was that with was a four dream, beings, wasn't it? That was a sleep paralysis he had. Which are basically hallucinations. I don't know. Because you hear a lot of people... Uh, sleep paralysis is pretty common with abductions. That's like how the aliens subdue you. Okay. Is they'll put you into a sleep paralysis and then take you with them. Okay. So that could be an abduction. Um, the Never been abducted. I don't weird know. noises, like the vibrating noise, are common with abductions as well. It's, I, th- I think it's interesting how they noted that it's a noise that they've never heard before. Yeah. That that that, that, that was like, okay, that's weird. Well, see, that's something you'd notice right off the bat, because I feel like in my brain, I can't comprehend any type of noise that I haven't heard. You know? Right. I mean, because your brain can only comprehend things it knows of. Right. Like, I can imagine vibrating noises, and if I heard a vibrating noise that, like, sounded vaguely familiar to something else I've heard, I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's just this. But if it's something completely unterrestrial, extraterrestrial, not of this world. Doesn't extra mean, like, especially? So when we say extraterrestrial, doesn't that mean, like, like 
vary of this earth. Like, I'm looking that doesn't up. make sense to me. Because Terrera, or Terra? Terrera? Isn't that the name of the earth technically or something like that? It's Terra, Terra. It's like Terraforma or something. From outside of the earth or its atmosphere. But extra means something and Terra Maybe it means, means like something. beyond beyond the earth or, you know, extra. I ain't buying it. Whoever wrote this language sucks. <laughs> oh, 100%, dude. Have you ever tried to teach English to a non-native English speaker? It's the hardest thing in the freaking world. Yeah, no, I don't like it. It sucks. Learn a Latin-based language. They're easy to learn. They have rules that guide everything. Isn't English Latin-based? Pretty sure it is. Is it? Pretty sure. I'm saying like Spanish or French or not German. Portuguese, that's what I meant. German, or Italian. Yeah, German, that's the one. Once you know one of those languages, it's not hard to learn the rest. How about Japanese? Because I plan on learning that. Oh, yikes. It's hard. Dude, I've tried a few lessons. It's hard. I can imagine. I bet that's one of the hardest in the world to learn. It's not easy. I don't know how it, I don't know how it stacks up in terms of difficulty, but there's a language in Spain um, that's up in the Basque country that they speak. That Basque is northern Spain. There's oh. like a small autonomous state up there where they have their own language, and it cannot be traced to any of the European branch branches of language. They have no idea where it came from. Interesting. They can't trace it to Europe, Asia. None of the, like, romance languages that came from Europe. No one knows anything about it, and it's so weird. And so you go there, and they have all their, like, businesses and stuff have that language. All They have TV stations in that language. They still speak it and recognize it as, like, the state language there. Very super interesting. Weird. Yeah, super cool that they still have that. No one knows where it came from. Just some ancient language. Cool. It's called Euskera. Euskera. Yeah. It's hot in here. It is hot in here. Maybe we should wrap this up. We're almost at an hour and a half. Oh, yep. But yeah, that's a creepy alien encounter. Uh, so yeah, we got ourselves uh, Cecil Hotel. We got ourselves what did you talk about? Oh, Battle the Battle of, of LA. Angeles. That was that was insane. Yeah, got a pretty good uh, mixture of things I think today. Yeah, California. I mean, there's so many things in California. Well, the thing is, it's huge and there's a lot of people. Right. So so I, we had to pick and choose. There was a lot more. There yeah. were so many more. I was struggling. I don't to find. feel like any of them were as like high profile though as the right. Battle of L.A. or Cecil Hotel. Heck, if you know anything else from California, give us a give us a shout. Give us a what am I? Give us a a ring. That's not the right word. Message us. <laughs> tell us. <laughs> tell us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Tell us. Drop us a line. That still means call, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just message us and tell us on social media. And so just give me a ring, yeah. Yeah. I remember, we're Real Tangent Pod on Twitter, Podcast Tangent on Instagram, and Tangent Podcast on Facebook. Are you sure? I think you got a few of those mixed up. Did I? I think so. Okay, let me pull up our accounts here. It it sucks trying to get a name I, on I social media. I put them in the show notes every time, so. Yeah, you know, okay. You so on Twitter, it is, let's see. Twitter is at Podcast Tangent. That means that Instagram is going to be... I thought it was Real Tangent Pod. Real Tangent Pod on Instagram. Yeah. I don't have Instagram on my phone. I don't have Instagram on my phone either, apparently. Dude, I did have it. I checked it like two days ago for the podcast. Do it for the pod. What the heck? Maybe Instagram is dying. I don't know. But yeah, Real Tangent Pod and then Tangent Podcast on Facebook... 
You can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. I think they know how to find us if they're listening to this. Right. But tell your friends. <laughs> uh, the best way to help us out, because everything is done based on algorithms, which is stupid, uh, give us a like and a subscribe. That uh, really helps us yeah. get our name out there. And If your app supports that. I know the yeah. apps I listen to podcasts on doesn't have anything like that. Yeah, I know well, Spotify. Well, it does have subscriptions, but not Spotify, likes, Apple Music does. Okay. Leave us a review, too. I know Apple Music Apple does, does reviews. Apple does reviews. I think they like the only ones, though, which is weird. Does Google not do reviews? I would imagine Google Podcast does. Well, maybe Google Podcast does, but Google Play Music doesn't, hmm. which is where okay. I listen to them. Also on uh, Pocket Cast, I use that one, too. That oh, one also yes. doesn't. Google Podcasts might. That's... I'm pretty sure Google Podcasts does. I I use Spotify, personally. Do they have reviews? I don't know. I don't think they do. No, anyway. they don't. Oh, well. Um, but, yeah. Tell your friends, please. Tag us on social. Yeah, tell your friends. That's a good way to help us out. If you guys like the show, um, you know, help us get the get the word out there. We want our fans to give us content as well. So feel free to message us with ideas of things you want to hear about. And we've got a couple people that have sent in stuff. Yeah, we do. Um, we can do live calls with you. We can do you know, whatever we need to do to get your information out there to the masses. Unless you don't want that. Yeah, unless you don't want that. But we can do anonymous readings and stuff, too. Like we already have. Yep. So, yeah, definitely give us a shout. Donate to the Do Fund. We'll put our Venmos in the show notes. Shout out again to Chris for being our first legend and donating (laughs) to that, like, three episodes ago. Yeah. Give Give us a donation there. Help us, help us keep this going. We enjoy doing it. It's a lot of fun. We do. All right. Shall we end it there? I guess. This is Jack and Austin signing off. Goodbye and good paranormal experiences. Yep. Good paranormal experiences. Yes. Farewell.